sports betting with Jake and Scott, uh, episode 10. A lot of pressure on us. We have uh, a lot of listeners all the way from Ukraine to Nigeria, Ohio. I mean, they're coming in from everywhere. Um, and we got on Dub Club recently, um, dubclub.win. Now you can sign up at you bet Spartan and get all of the picks texted to you on dubclub.win. Um, and that is that's exciting stuff because this you bet smart has completely changed in the last week. I mean, it's really it's really changing a lot. What what are your guys' feelings on this on the uh, changes? I think the dub club thing is huge because I, I know I'd like to hear you guys talk about a little bit the beginnings of this when you're trying to send out picks to people on all the problems that you're having and then how dub club is just completely different. Cause for me, that's one of the things when you guys are sending out picks at first, I didn't like it. It was hard because it was like text messages and they weren't coming through or it was hard to find the picks on there with dub club. You basically just get a link. You go on the link. It has all the picks on there. You can see all the past picks which was another hard part when you guys are sending out picks. It's like, oh, well, you know, trying to find what part of the day you were in in comparison to the picks was very hard. So uh, me personally, it's it's way it seems way better like this. It's kind of what we needed. It's what we were waiting for. And we found it dubclub.win. You could sign up at YouBetSmart. It's $50 a month. You get seven days free and... Get all of your picks texted to you. You can also get them telegrammed. You can go on Discord and find them. Um, they have little clicks that you can pick how you want your text, how you want your bets texted to you or sent to you, I should say. Um, yeah, the, you find the link in the show notes. Um, good, good call. Good call, Chris. Um, yeah, find the. we're going to put the link in all the show notes. It's dubclub.win slash r slash you bet smart slash but we'll put the link in the show notes and you can sign up with you bet smart and get seven days free but we'll talk more about that later that ad went a lot longer than i thought it would but the first thing that we have another announcement um we are going to do a live show on thursday morning for march madness it's going to be from 8 30 to 12 30 um Right now, we're planning on doing it on YouTube and Spotify audio. It's going to be audio only, but it's live. You're going to find out about all the bets that we have that morning, maybe some future bets that we have for the tournament. Um, we might even have player props for the tournament that day. Jake, do you think that we might have some of those? I know you had a little run-in with with uh, the player props for college basketball yeah we're getting closer on the bot there's one hang up right now where when we rip the betting data from the the sports books uh site the basically the the team abbreviation on the sports betting site and like let's say espn they're different so if one three-letter abbreviation and another one don't match up the computer doesn't know that's the same one and there's a lot of college teams so we have to Instead of having to manually do it, there's basically uh, it's a long process, but we're working on that and we're making a lot of progress on it. So, all right, yeah. So we we might have player props um, for March Madness, and we will be live eight thirty to twelve thirty on Spotify and YouTube. Um, we will send out a link to everybody, or you can DM us for the link and click on the link, and you can hear us live on Thursday for March Madness. 
Those are, those are the announcements that we had. I guess we can get into a little bit more of Dub Club um, now, or do or should we go into the questions that we have about you, Bat Smart? I think, think? Uh, get into the questions, and you okay. can you can we can go back to Dub Club as the questions are coming through. So we had a lot of questions from our subscribers that we have now, and people who follow us, um, and so we need to clear up a few things. I know Chris, you have the questions for us. Um, let's let's get into them. So uh, we've already covered this a little bit, but one of the questions people are having is um, the star system and maybe explain it again. I think more seasoned betters kind of don't need an explanation on it, but some newer betters do need an explanation on it. Um, so maybe if you guys can go into that a little bit. You have any thoughts on that, Jake? <clears throat> um, the star system, yeah. So... Basically, it's not something that you have to follow to a T. This is just something that we use with our system. Uh, let's say, let's just keep it simple. If you have a $100 bankroll and we're recommending a one star, that would be 1% of your bankroll um, or $1. And we generally keep that same percentage of our, let's say we're doing the one star for uh, $100. That would be a $1 bet, like I said. We wouldn't double our bet size until we generally double our bankroll or more. So the star system will stay the same the entire time. Uh, basically, it comes down to one star is 1% of your bankroll to keep it simple. Yeah. And also, I think one of the most important thing about the star system is the star system is our system, meaning our like Jake and my system. That's the system that we've put together for our bankroll. But you don't have to do that as if you're following you bet smart, you can set up your own system and what you can figure out what bet percentage you want to do on each one. Some of you might be $10 better. Some of you might be $100 betters. You might have a $1,000 bankroll. You might have a $10,000 bankroll, whatever it is. But the important thing is, is you don't have to focus on the star system if you don't want to. It's not that important. It's probably like... It's just something that we use as a guide for our bankroll and we use it as a guide for how important we put our bets out, but you should have your own system that, that that's, it's kind of like a guide for your system and you should have your own system. Do, do you have, you have your own system, Chris? Yeah. So, um, I was actually going to talk about someone, one of our subscribers, okay. um, he, in his account right now, he doesn't have you know, uh, $1,000 in his account right now, but he could put more in if he needed to. He's only got a couple hundred. So he's going off of if he had $1,000 in there. So he's betting like, you know, uh, one star, 10, two star, 20. He's going off if he had $1,000 in there. Absolutely. Yeah. And, and that's how, I mean, just to put kind of take the curtain back on the veil i mean we've talked about it before we're in california we don't have legal betting here so some of our accounts are off of bookies that we have and bookies what they do is they front you i don't know if anybody out there has a bookie or if they're just doing all of their betting legally but with a bookie they front you they 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 so it's basically a hype. You don't have any money in there. They just say like, this is your money. So you can kind of pretend I have a $10,000 bankroll. I'll do $100 bets, 1% bets, but you don't actually physically have the money in there. So I think a lot of people are in that boat, 
Chris, I think a lot of people are pretending like this is my bankroll and this is my bet. I can always put more in there when yeah. I need to. I said subscriber, but he's a client. Um, he's uh, back east and they have, he's in a state that they have FanDuel and all the good ones that you can legally Kings, bet sure. on. Yeah. So, he, but he, he'll put in more money if he needs to, but he just doesn't keep that much money in that account. I think the important thing to do is if you have a hypothetical, Jake, you probably back me up on this. If you're just saying I have a thousand dollars as a bankroll, but I only have 200 in, maybe a good idea is to keep track of everything on a spreadsheet. It doesn't have to be fancy. But just all of your bets, sometimes FanDuel and DraftKings, you can find a, a button that you can click where it transfers everything to a spreadsheet too, puts all your bets on there, just so you can keep track of your bets of your fake $1,000 bankroll. Because if you have $200 in there, sometimes you can like kind of lose track a little bit, but you can know when you want to up your bets, when you want to lower, when you need to lower your bets. Yeah. Uh, well, so like uh, with the star system, though, like today, for instance, you guys put out uh, a lot of bets. Mm-hmm. So if you were going to follow all the bets that you guys were going to do and you only had five hundred dollars in your account, but you're betting like you had a thousand dollars in your account, you would have ate up like pretty close to your entire bankroll, I think. Right. That's a good point. Yeah. yeah. If you only have $200 in there and you're doing 20, yeah. 10, 20 and $30 bets, you, you couldn't do all those soccer bets that yes. we put out. That's true. So, I mean, uh, it's like we said, Jake, like we, we, we always, uh, we always preach that you should have more than one bank account or more than one, uh, betting account. And um, if you have more than one betting account, you should try to get up to build it up to an $1,000 bankroll or $10,000 bankroll. But it doesn't if you don't have the money, it doesn't mean you can't like start it right then. So that brings me to a point that uh, Adrian in uh, Newport Beach was talking about. He was uh, saying he was kind of confused because he heard it as if you don't have eight to 10 bank or uh, betting accounts, then you're not going to win with the system. And I was trying to explain to him, no, that wasn't. But you guys are better at explaining this. So why don't you explain you don't need eight to 10 accounts? I, I could tell you from our past experience with just one one sports uh, book. I don't want to say the sports book just in case. But basically, we got kicked off the same sports book 12 or 13 times. And we were obviously just using that one at the time. Back when we started, there wasn't a lot of options. So we were kind of like handcuffed to just one site or two sites. But nowadays there's so many different sites that you're not stuck with just one. I feel like you have a lot more options nowadays. Yeah, exactly. And I think to, to answer Adrian's question is absolutely. Yeah. You don't have to have it. I mean, what I think what you're saying is we had one account back in the day, like 10 years ago that we were doing a lot of player props, Yeah, our algorithm for player props. And we were making money and we were just using one account it's just that I think Adrian heard something that I was saying. I was given an example and I said, there are times when you can have a whole year of bets and let's say you have a $10,000 bankroll, you're doing $100 bets or $200 or $300 bets. There are times when you could do a whole year of bets and if you have 10 accounts and you um, are finding the best line, 
your bankroll could be a difference of winning $15,000 to losing $5,000. It could happen at any given year, but it doesn't mean it has to happen every year. So yeah, you can make money just with one account. It's just, if you have 10 accounts, you're going to make a lot more money. Well, because you're going to find the exact lines and odds that you guys are putting out. Exactly. Yeah. Better yep. lines, better odds. Yeah. It adds up fast. And it adds up fast. And with compounding, yeah. it over like the course of a 10-year career, I mean, you're throwing away a lot of money. So it's really, really important to have 10 accounts. But if you don't, if you only have one account, should you not do it? No, you should still bet on sports using our system because it you'll still make money on it. It's just you won't make the maximum amount of money. And then once they double their bankroll or triple whatever their goal is, they reach that, ideally they'd want to move some of that money into a different account. That way they could start building up another one and then take advantage of two accounts and I don't know. Next thing you know, you'll have a handful and really take good advantage of it. And it all comes down to percentages. Like the break-even percentage of a minus 110 bet is 52.4%. And good bettors on team bets, like professionals, they can win anywhere between like 55 to 60%. And if you have the best line, you can change, you can change your stats from like 55% to up to 60%. That 5% could be the difference on the best line. And those percentages are so important. I know Jake, you're at like 60% on player props historically. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, just under 59 right now because I had a little pullback, but yeah, right around I mean, 60%. Some of the years though, you're being modest. Some of the years yeah. you were like 64%, Yeah, <laughs> especially back in the day. So uh, that segues us into a nice, another thing that people have been wondering, like what does a, the, the percentages that you need to uh, win at sports betting, if let's just say you're betting everything at minus 110, uh, what were the percentages need to be to break even be like a really good gambler and be elite B. Yeah. So the break even is 52.4%. That's break even. If you're under 52.4%, you lost that year. And I like to look at stats as like a year, like having like, I usually have like 3000 to 6,000 bets. I have a lot of bets, but a good sport to have, if you have like a $10,000 bankroll, let's say you have a $10,000 bankroll and you're betting $100 bets on 1%, um, you're going to be like at least making doubling your money or more if you're at 55%. If you're, if you're winning 55% of the time on a minus 110 bet, you're, you're getting returns that kill the stock market, like blow away the stock market. Um, that's just at 55%. The really, really good bettors are at 60%. Jake does player props and player props is a smaller market where there's not enough, there's not a lot of liquidity. And because there isn't a whole lot of liquidity in those markets, you can find a higher edge. Yeah. And you're usually at 60%, which is like you're, you're murdering the market at Mm -hmm. 60%. Um, but at 50, if you're at 55%, like I'm usually at 55% with team bets and you're still making a lot of money. One point that I want to make with that is I kind of have a weird strategy where like, I probably could filter my team bets a lot more and get my percentage up to 58%, maybe 59% if I really filter them. But I ran the numbers and 
if I have a, there's a certain amount, there's a certain amount of bets where like, if I do a ton of bets at 55% win rate, I actually make more money than doing a smaller amount of bets at a 58 or 59% win rate. So I choose, I had 26 soccer bets this morning. I mean, I choose that for a very specific reason because I want the extra ones and I'll, I'll sacrifice losing a couple of them because if you run the numbers, having that, it's a very specific amount that I filter in. And I, I choose 55%. So it sounds weird, but I choose to win at 55% rather than 59%. Just because with team bets, it seems to be that's like the, the maximum profit. Yeah, because uh, we were talking about it earlier off air. I mean, you could win 75% of your bets if you're betting like favorites <laughs> that are like, you know, <laughs> minus 550. <laughs> you could yeah. win 90% and, of and your you bets. And you can actually have a losing percentage and still win money if you're just taking dogs the whole time. I'm going to call somebody out right now. There's a guy on Sportsline. Sportsline is, everybody probably knows about it. It's a It's a big one. It's owned by CBS. God, I can't remember the guy's name. John Hank? It's not John Bullman. John, okay. It's uh, he doesn't work for CBS anymore on Sportsline, but there's a guy named Matt Severance. Just remembered it. Right. I'm calling them out because he has a win rate of like 66 percent or 70 percent. He does a lot of hockey bets. Well, he's done a lot of them lately because that's what he does. He also does baseball bets if we were in the baseball season. But he'll do like minus 200, minus 190s. And his win rate is phenomenal. It's like 70%. But if you're doing minus 300 bets and you're winning 70% of the time, you're losing money. So it's funny. You see his stats and he's like 100 wins and 45 losses. But then they'll be honest. They'll say like he on $100 bets, he's won like $50. Off like, I mean, he's not winning anything because he's like, Picking favorites. Yeah. yeah. Uh, you said minus 300. That would be a break even of 75%. So he needs to win at like 80% to have like an edge basically. Yeah. Yeah. If you broke down like what I am based on the odds, like I'm sure those numbers wouldn't be <laughs> great. Yeah. Yeah, exa- exactly. And I'm, and if, uh, if Matt Severance hears this, he can come on this podcast and defend himself. <laughs> we'll have a we'll have a good old fashioned sports betting debate. <laughs> um, any other any other questions from the from the listeners? Yeah, um, the bonuses that you get from certain sites. Would you guys recommend those? Not recommend those? What's your advice on that? Uh, for me, I I would recommend the average person beware of them. Um, you could totally take advantage of them, but there's a catch. Like you have to read the the finer details. And I used to love to take advantage of bonuses, but I knew that I was going to be putting in enough time to unlock them. Uh, they're probably going to want you to bet 10 X, 20 X, whatever you, you put on or, or higher, maybe 30. Um, most people do not get their bonus. The, the reason that why they're giving you their bonus is to keep action on the site. And they know that 95% of people lose money betting on sports. So, they want you to come on their site because they know you're going to lose lose money to them. And it also uh, puts more volume on the site so there's more people betting. Uh, for me, I, I like to take advantage of them. But for the average person that's doing it casually, I would just recommend to be aware. I think, yeah, I think the biggest thing that they get you on is 
they they have in the fine print you see you put a thousand dollars on there and you get a free one thousand dollars to bet with Mm. but you have to bet like i don't know what the number is like twenty thousand dollars worth of money before you're allowed to like pull it out it could be like more could be uh, something like that yeah and so like if you're doing like um you put a thousand dollars on there you get a free one thousand dollars but then you have to bet twenty thousand dollars just to get the money out you gotta do you have to actually they 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 do the numbers perfectly to where like if you're doing five percent bets or under it's gonna take you like forever to get to twenty thousand. Mm-hmm. So they force you to do like ten percent bets, twenty percent bets, and then you're like, God, I gotta get to twenty thousand. I'm gonna do a twenty percent bet, but twenty percent bets, eventually you're gonna lose your money. So it's a trick. It's a mathematical equation where they get you. So uh, one of the accounts that I have is with Bovada, and last year's Super Bowl, not this Super Bowl, the one the Rams played in, what fifteen months ago. Yeah, I think I put on, I think I put on five hundred dollars, and in that time, I would say on that account, I've bet at least like a thousand dollars worth of bets a month, and I can't either lose all that money or win enough money to pull it out. But it doesn't matter because they won't let me pull it out. It still says on there that I'm still under the bon. It's all under bonus. So I would say, uh, conservatively, I've gambled ten grand on there, but like realistically, probably close to twenty grand, and it won't let me pull the money out yet. I recently got something in the mail from BetUS.com.pa, and that's a specific website URL to where you can bet here in California. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know what the. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I got one of there? those too. I don't know what I just saw it this morning. It was from Bet US. I didn't look at it or anything. It was something about the tournament coming up, like a, a, a put money on, and we'll give you like for every hundred dollars you get an entrance into the tournament. Pick them, and if you win, you get a hundred grand. But I've never gotten anything from them before, so I don't know how they got my address or anything. Uh, who knows? They usually send something out. Um, I've gotten some from Bovada and Bet Online. And they send them out on March Madness and football because I think that's when people like jump on the sports betting bandwagon. But I got that in the mail and I just I saw it and I knew what it was, but I opened it up anyways. And I saw it. And the first thing was like deposit a thousand dollars. You get three hundred percent. So they would get they're going to give me three thousand dollars just to put a thousand dollars on there. And I just looked at it and I ripped it right up and I'm like. (laughs) That is a trick. Yeah. I didn't even look into yeah, it. The fine, I was just like, that's a trick. The fine print is you have to bet $300,000 in bets. <laughs> yeah, probably. You'll get your money out in 2062. Um, I guess the only, there's a lot of things that we, I mean, we have so much stuff that we like to talk about with sports betting. I could talk all day. Is there anything else from from our listeners? Uh, we have some more questions later for like our mailbag. Okay. Uh, oh, I just said like too. So uh, I'm trying to, uh, stop myself from doing that. So if I do it a lot in this podcast, I'm going to buy uh, one of those dog shock collars <laughs> and uh, give one of you guys a remote. And every time I say it, you guys have to shock me. Oh me. my gosh. I can't. I hope you say like a ton of times because <laughs> that's going to be great. And you don't have to buy it. We'll buy it. We'll put it on the company <laughs> card. <laughs> That'll be great for ratings. I'm sure that's, a, that's definitely a We're going to need video for that though. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. I think we're going to get video soon. Uh, if we ever figure it out, I mean, we can't even figure out the audio here, but eventually we will get video. 
and uh, you'll get to see Chris mess with his mic for about 15 minutes before the <laughs> podcast. That was fun. Um, okay, so I, I mean, you brought up a couple notes. My wife, shockingly, my wife hates everything I do. <laughs> she shockingly loves this podcast. She thinks that this podcast is great. I mean, no she's letting me come in here and drink and hang out with you guys for like four hours while she deals with the kids. Wow. So she must think the podcast is something. Yeah. But the one note she did say is that we say like too much. She didn't single you out. She's like, you guys say like way too much. We're from California. We're from Huntington Beach. It's Surf City, USA. <laughs> we were all born here, right? So yeah. we're like, I mean, so like... That's what I just so like. We're going to say this. It's just like the way we talk. Yeah. (laughs) So you either got to get used to it or maybe we'll figure out a way not to say it. No, we need to stop saying it. Yeah, we'll we'll figure that out. Um, Do we have any other notes? Jake, I know you usually have like some good notes from people. We didn't talk about this before, so if we don't have any. Uh, I I guess just a question. I don't know if we'll leave that for the mailbag or... Is it about... uh, Itchy was asking about something. Let's yeah, see. I got that for later. Oh, you got oh for, okay. Yeah, that's okay. for later. All right. So, I mean, uh, the, the crazy thing about this podcast is it's really, I, I'm, I'm starting to think like there's something here. <laughs> there might be something here. So, we're trying to expand ourselves into other areas. I know we've done like Instagram. We've done TikTok. I have a soft, soft spot for TikTok. Um, but nothing's really worked, but except for Twitter, Twitter's kind of come around and Chris, you're like our Twitter man. Yeah. I got us up to 600 followers on each account. So we have two accounts, one for the podcast and one for the actual betting handicapping. Um, the betting handicapping is at the letter U B E T S M A R T. So at you bet smart. And the other one for the podcast is at SBJS podcast. So that's SBJS podcast. And yeah, we're starting to get a lot of followers on there. Um, it's uh, it's a slow grind, but it's actually been going pr- fairly, fairly good the last week. A lot faster than I thought it would. I mean, but, you've been doing it for like a week and it's yeah, already... it's a lot of work. Off. It's a lot of work. It's a lot, a yeah. lot, a lot of work. And uh, my wife is not happy how much I'm on my phone and my computer, but she sees the bigger picture and she's very supportive of it. She just is like, you're always on her your phone. But she plays games on her phone. So I'm like, anytime she gives me shit about it, I'm like, you're playing that weird farming game on your phone. And you're you're playing that weird yeah. Twitter game. On and your I'm phone. like, I'm trying to, you know, get this podcast going so we can make some money and I don't have to work a nine to five anymore. So yeah. <laughs> Like a win-win. I mean, if this is our nine to five, this is something. Yeah. I, I just had a question. Is she, has she listened yet? No, she hasn't okay. listened yet. She only really likes the NFL. She, or she's a huge Broncos fan. Oh, wow. um, yeah. Jake loves that. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, I'll get her to listen. Like if she, if I, if I really wanted her to listen, she would listen, but we're still working on this. So kind of want to show her like a finished like not a finished product, but us like kind of in our groove. Like if she, if I had her listen, she would listen, but she doesn't like care about college basketball or baseball or, uh, and the NBA. 
So it's not going to be that interesting for her. But football season, she'll be in. Nice. All right. Yeah. We'll get one more listener in the football season. <laughs> yeah, it was the same thing with my wife. She texted me. She's like, I think I'm actually going to listen to your podcast. And I texted her back. Please don't. (laughs) (laughs) That's a true story. Because I was like, this is not a finished product. And she's like, well, I already did. And I listened to the the last podcast. So (laughs) she lied. She wasn't going to listen to it. She already did. uh, And she goes, do you want to hear my critiques? And I was like, oh, God. (laughs) You got to hear the critiques. So that's what I I want to hear from everyone. Like when random people that I'm interacting with on Twitter, that's what i tell them like please tell me everything wrong with the podcast so i don't want to hear what we're doing good i want to hear what we're doing wrong absolutely so dm us on twitter you don't have to be all negative you can say positives and negatives but dm us on twitter tell us what you think about you bet smart tell us what you think about this podcast tell us what you think about what chris is doing on twitter tell us everything like we we want to know we want the feedback you can email us at you bet smart at yahoo.com you can email us to you bet smart at yahoo.com or dms on twitter S- say yours again it's it's it, at you bet smart and then yours is it's, uh, at sbjs podcast so sports betting jake scott podcast and i bet you if you put in you bet smart yours probably pops up yeah if you go on the you bet start smart one like we comment on each other's uh posts all the time so you can uh, find us through there. It's pretty easy if you if you know how to search the internet. Which... Any any other interesting things from like the Twitter world? Um... It's an interesting. <laughs> there's a sports betting community on Twitter. It's it's kind of fun to just check in every once I, in a while. I got two things that I, we were maybe gonna save for uh, the live podcast. But do you want? Well, how about we do one of them? Okay, let's do one. What's your favorite one? Do you want to hear the one where I got berated? Or do you want to hear the one where I got let on? I want to hear the one where you got berated. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so there's a pretty influential uh, uh, handicapper. He's on uh just say his name we're, we're calling him out we're calling people out in this it's, episode it's Lear Locks so I was try, I was new to it and I didn't really know how to like interact with uh, different accounts and I was trying to go into accounts that had smaller followings that were giving out free picks and then piggybacking with them and giving out like one of our free picks and I accidentally did it on this guy Lear Locks one and he dm'd us and he was not happy he told me you don't do that i can't believe you're doing this so i told him yeah you're right i'm sorry and i thought that would be where it'd be left but then he just went in more you're only your account's only two days old he's talking about our dub club account and you only have this many followers and this and that i didn't respond to him because i was kind of shocked after i apologized that he would still go at me like like that but i kind of get it now because we're starting to get people do that on our twitter account and it annoyed you when it, it happened. did annoy i texted you guys and was like how should i respond to this and you guys were like just let it go for now well you know we're trying to build our following the guy who did it on ours, his was ridiculous. If you guys go look at it, it doesn't even give away any pics or anything. It's like some video of uh, 
what you would have won with tape over the screen. It's it's stupid. And uh, he only has like 86 followers. So, oh. yeah. So I was very cordial back with it. I didn't even interact really with him. I just said he's not affiliated with us and uh, take his bets with a grain of salt. Basically, I have a theory about Lear Locks because today you were annoyed by that guy coming on and and um trying to advertise on your post are you gonna say and, he's gay uh yeah <laughs> let me do the punchline <laughs> here's my theory it's, it's a kind of a similar oh, we know where this is going to jason yeah you guys are on to me damn it that's my theory about everything no, so today you're like, uh, what do you think about this? And I was like, it's fine, no worries. But I was up on my $10,000 bankroll. I was up like $3,000 at that point. So I was having a really good morning. My theory is Lear Locks was probably having a bad day. So uh, He was probably down that day. And so he's taking it, it was, out on everybody. It was yet, uh, maybe it wasn't yesterday. It was a day that everybody was down because everyone I was following that gives out those, those picks, their free picks, was like, oh, don't worry, come back tomorrow. Everything's going to be good. It's just a bad day so i think that's kind of what it was and he gets a bunch of those like i looked through his feed and it's a bunch of people i thought ours was what i did wasn't that bad it was just like here hey if you want a free pick everyone else is like follow me here to get picks like not giving their picks they're trying to just say follow me here so i think what we did wasn't that bad but maybe i just caught him at a bad time he's like I'm fucking three and seven today. Fuck this guy. I'm going to go in on him right now. I guarantee you that's what it was. So Learlocks, uh, I want to apologize. I, I do follow you. I think you have good picks and I'm very sorry for going on your page and doing that. There you go. I like it. I disagree. I think Learlocks can <laughs> come on here and I'll tell him what I think about him. <laughs> we would love to have him on. All right. Well, maybe a future guest. Um, the, the great thing about uh, uh, kind of like the way we're going with you bet smart and having like this online presence on Twitter and kind of like diving in to the sports betting community, we've always been close to the vest, Jake. Like we've we haven't gone out there and like showed what we're doing in in this way, yeah. But we're doing it now. We're like really diving in and showing what our algorithm is, and um. But the great thing about Twitter is it's hooked up to Dub Club. I'm going to mention it again. That's where Dub Club and Twitter are combined to each other. They're like um, one and the same. You don't have to have a Twitter account to be on Dub Club to sign up with us, but it's a good idea to do it. Um, but you can find it at dubclub.win. You can find us and I'll put the link in the show notes. Um, but that's the cool thing about Twitter is the guys at Dub Club, we're going to have to have the guys at Dub Club on our podcast. They have a podcast where they have new handicappers that sign up with them wow. on theirs. Okay. So we should talk to them about that. I'm sure they probably want us to like be more than um, three days old, three <laughs> days old. But one day I think it's going to happen and we can have them on here and we could talk because what they set up is what we've been looking for for like three years. Yeah. And we, and we've, we've had, we've struggled with it. We've had struggles getting our text messages out. I mean, we've we've gone through the ringer. Yeah, they found a creative way of getting around their text messages getting filtered just by giving a link, and that link gives you access to the picks. So it's kind of a way to bypass that. Hopefully Verizon isn't listening. <laughs> so I think you guys should discuss the origins of trying to get picks out to people and the frustrations and everything that went along with that. As So... so 
I was at the very beginning wanting to get your guys' picks and how they were getting sent over was very frustrating and very hard to bet off of it. So maybe you guys want to go over like some of the things you guys have been through trying to get this going and how Dub Club is going to make things so much easier for clients. Absolutely. Yeah, I could start from back in the day when we used to send out picks manually. It was such a pain in the ass and we had 20, 30, 40 picks. At one point, we were doing 60 picks and trying to number every single pick and put them in order of the time and sport. It was a pain in the ass. And and then we went to uh, sending them out on Twilio, and then we got our text messages filtered by AT&T, Verizon, and T-Mobile. And then we got banned by Twilio. So we've pretty much ran into every hurdle that we can along the way. And I feel like uh, Dub Club is giving us a great opportunity to be able to still get our picks out to our clients in a timely manner. Yeah, they got it figured out. I'm almost like a little hesitant to say how they do it, but uh, they got it, they definitely got it figured out, and we've uh, been accepted as a handicapper there. Dub Club dot win W I N, and uh, you can get all of our picks there. You get seven days free. They have it's very easy to read. It's almost like a you know, when I go on there as a customer, I feel like it's like a like a social media for sports betting. It's kind of like it has like a post, you know, and it has like all the different posts that we put up and you can just click on them like you were saying earlier. Yeah. So I woke up at, I don't know, seven this morning and uh, saw that. So they send you a text message basically saying to go look. At, there's a link to go look at the new bets are out. I saw Scott had some bets out and there were how many bets did you do? There's 26 soccer, bets. 26. So I missed a bunch of them. And when I got over here for the podcast, uh, I hit, I think four of the ones that I think three or four that I ended up being able to bet. Uh, and then I asked him how he did. And he's like, uh, it was a, it was a good day. It was a good morning. Yeah, yeah it was but, a really good morning. But in the past, if they wanted to try to send out all those picks, it would have had to be a text message that they spent forever doing. And then they'd have to send it out to everyone in like a text message group. And I remember at one time they weren't coming through to everybody. Remember? I they, do. They, yeah. yeah. They were like, you'd, and you guys would be like, hey, did you guys get this? The text? And then half the people would be like, no, I didn't get it. And you'd be like, shit, now I got to. Get those texts back out to you. This is just a link. You go on there. Super easy to use. All the picks are right there. They're, it, they go out in batches. So what Scott will do his uh, sports, uh, the over-unders and the team picks. And then Jake will do his batch of uh, props. So it's really easy to use. Super. It's so much easier. I, I, I can't. It's hard to explain how much easier it is. Yeah, you, you got to check it out. It almost sounds like we're promoting Dub Club. It is. Yeah, like we were, we have like stock in Dub Club. <laughs> we have zero stock in Dub Club. We just, uh, it works out so much that they're, that, uh, hel- they're helping you. Yeah. Like we're helping each other yeah. out. Yeah. And they're taking a cut too, but and they, they should. Didn't you say Dub Club? primarily specializes in sports betting it's only sports betting yeah and it's hooked up through twitter um yeah dubclub.win slash r slash you bet smart slash i know you're not going to remember that so we're going to put it in the show notes also you could dm us on twitter i'm almost about to give my phone number out you can text me (laughs) i mean you just hit hit us up hit us up and and uh, and we'll uh send you that link where you can get seven days free 
And then after that, it's $50 a month. We were doing the numbers earlier. Uh, last night, I think we were doing the numbers. And if you did $50 a month since for this year, I mean, you've spent $150 over three months. But if you're a $10 better, you would have made $1,500. If you're a $100 better, you would have made $15,000 so far this year. If you, I mean, we're killing it. I, I hate to like like build ourselves up, but we're, we're having a really good year. And this might not always happen because this is, we're on a hot streak. Um, but uh, I mean, it makes sense to just sign up. <laughs> yeah. so, I might sign up. <laughs> I don't know. It's, it's, uh, it's a lot of fun. It's a lot of, I think this is a lot of fun going into this world, like kind of jumping in the pool of the sports betting world. And uh, even though Chris is getting hassled with DMs on Twitter, but it's still like fun. Most, most everybody is kind of cool. Most everybody is like kind of, um, uh, it's more of a, What's it called when you're a collaborative uh, it's more a, community? It's yeah. more of a collaboration than competitiveness. Yeah. Which is cool. Well, uh, so I had a Twitter account before, like a personal one. And basically, I would just argue politics with people. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's the pastime of mine. I like arguing <laughs> politics with people because I think people on the left and right are kind of idiots. So I'd get in arguments. A lot of people, my timeline would be filled with all kinds of like negative stuff. And since I started doing this for you guys, it's all positive. Like people are all trying to help each other out. So it's kind of weird to see how social media steers you in the direction that you want to go in instead of just don't steer you to argue with people. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, it's kind of what yeah. you make of it. Yeah. In a way. So and that's how the algorithm works, though. It's like, what will the most engagement be? And for you bet smart and the podcast Twitter pages, it's all positive for the most part, unless you get your yelled at by uh leer locks. Yeah. Come on. Come on this podcast, Lear. I'll, I'll leer at you from across the room. Like I have to do with Chris and Jake. You guys seem so far away, but I mean, we went over a bunch of stuff we got. I just want to remind everybody that we have a live show this Thursday on Spotify and on YouTube. It's from 830 to 1230. We're going to be talking about our bets for March Madness. They might not be official plays. I'm going to push a lot. Of, I mean, I'm not shy of pushing on a lot of bets, but I'm going to push out some bets maybe bring them down to one stars or unofficial plays. I'll have a lot of bets out there for team bets, but um, we're going to have that live show and talk about March Madness. Is there, I mean, I have a bunch of stuff that I want to talk about March Madness, but I think that we should save it for the live show. Um, that sounds great. It's kind of weird to throw it in here. Uh, is there anything with our system? I mean, we, we've been talking a lot about you bet smart, the system, the star system, like everything. How do you, how you sign up? Is there any th updates, Jake, that you have about the player prop system? Yeah, I've been trying to hone in the goalie bot. Uh, I don't know. I made a lot of progress on it. I wasn't happy with the output, so I spent a few hours yesterday working on it and ran it today. I am getting some kind of output, but I have to kind of tweak the parameters or the criteria to get the output I'm looking for. So uh, long story short, hopefully it'll be out very soon. So in, in the past, goal, the goalie bot... Or my goalie algorithm did really well, and I looked forward to bringing it back. 
And the goalie algorithm that is that's a player prop for NHL goalies. Yes, yeah, saves. For the saves. So it's like over under on saves. Yes, sir. Yeah, that has been like a favorite of mine and like our uh subscribers in the past. Yeah, it, I feel like it did one of the best and it was I like I don't know, we were doing shots on goal for such a long time and the saves surprisingly just I don't know. It had such a high win rate, so it's I can't wait to bring it back. Is it too much getting into the weeds on like what the bot, what you needed to do with the bot? Or is it, should we just um, breeze right past it? I it, it does take a little bit to explain it because I'm kind of figuring out, I have to tweak the different, um, I have to tweak like the criteria and it, I'm looking for an output that I'm happy with and I wasn't happy with it in the past, so... I'm getting closer. It's very close. All right. So. Yeah. Well, all of your outfits have been doing really good so far this year. Um, do you have numbers on the year that for our $10,000 bankroll? We haven't mentioned the $10,000 bankrolls. We should probably mention that and how they're doing. Yeah. So overall, I'm only up 65%. I was up close to 100%. Oh. And I had a pullback. Um, I feel like the pullback came with... Uh, I, I feel like there's two reasons for that. One, I just hit a cold streak, which happens, but we just happened to double our bet size at the time I hit my cold streak. So the losses are twice as, uh, I don't know, twice as potent as they were before. So uh, long story short, it's I'm down 2,720 since the last podcast, but overall up 65%. Yeah. Uh, 65% ROI, sorry. Yeah, and I wanted to pull up the numbers because, I mean, that is something, that's something to say about how you're up, what was it again? Uh, 65% or 6,500. So your $10,000 bankroll is now at 16,500. On a cold streak, yeah. And you're on a cold streak when we upped our star system. We used our star system to up it, and that's where like our star system kind of like can cripple us a little bit because we're... Uh, sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off, but I was talking about how the volatility, it's going to be really choppy at the beginning, and that's exactly what happened. And I know you don't like units, but we're on Twitter now, and they go by units. We call them stars. But the cool thing is, is like we do our star system. We talked about it at the top of the show. We have a certain system. Most people, I find, have their own system. And if they're just doing their units, you're actually up 83 stars we call them stars or units so which is a better number so if if most people aren't going to do our system they're going to have their own system and i think that most of our clients probably are up more than we are that's my point okay i got you because because of that little like dip that you had when we upped them yeah most people didn't up them when we did yeah if i didn't if we didn't double our bet size when when that cold streak was coming, it wouldn't, I would still be up like 85%, but I'm not making any excuses because once I start winning, it's going to go up twice as fast. And I'm happy because we have a race to a million. Oh, it's not a race, it's a mission to a million. We're a team, it's a collaboration, yeah, sure. but I'm competitive. Yeah. And I know you're going to beat me in the long run, <laughs> but I, there's like a 1% of me that's like, yes, he's like, oh, he's still not beating me. Because I know, I know eventually you're going to just like, I've said it of bunch of times but you're gonna skyrocket past me i i'm competitive too but in honesty 
I don't want to catch you. If I don't catch you, that means we're fucking killing it. Because props That's have good. killed it for such a long time. If if I can't catch you, that means we're unbelievably unbelievably successful. So. Yeah, yeah, and we've been successful this year. You're up. Say it one more time, Jake. Six thousand five hundred and twenty-four dollars. And as of this podcast, I mean, I had like a killer morning, but I'm up like sixteen thousand right now. Um, it's been a really good morning with soccer. Oh, oh, I know what I wanted to say. You mentioned that you couldn't get a lot of the bets in because I, because I put out. We're in Pacific Standard Time. We're in America. I put out the bets for soccer kind of like at 11 p.m. and then they're playing at like 4 a.m., 5 a.m., 7 a.m. You wake up on a Saturday at 8 a.m. You missed a lot of them. So this is what I'm going to do. I'm going to do them a day earlier. So instead of putting them out on Friday night for Saturday morning, I'm going to do Thursday night. It doesn't matter because all the data is the same. So I might as well do it. And then so nobody can because soccer is that's the reason why I'm up $16,000. If we did the numbers, I don't have them here, but I'm just going to guess it's probably like 12,000 out of the 16,000. Wow. Uh, that's just a guess. All right. You're up. Say it one more time. <laughs> $6,524. And I'm up 16000 So we're up $22,000 on the $20,000 bankroll. So our bankroll is at $42,000. Yeah. We only have nine hundred and fifty-eight thousand more to go. We're getting closer. We can do it. We can definitely do it. Um, so yeah, that sums up our bankrolls, Chris. I think earlier we went over a lot of stuff about you bet smart, but you said you had a couple more mailbag. Yeah, stuff. these are a little uh, kind of specific. Uh, so Jeffrey in Ohio says he likes betting NBA basketball live. Uh, which is something that I love doing too. Do you think guys, you, you guys would ever uh, do live bet recommendations? What do you think, Jake? Do they have player prop live bets? They might. I, I don't recall ever seeing over under player prop bets, but I think when I was glancing yesterday, they may have some live over. Um, in the past, they haven't had any, so I haven't had any chance to do it, but I would totally do that in the future we could have like a live viewing and offer a prop while we're on video that would be pretty sweet yeah maybe that's something we can do on twitter or not twitter um on twitch and uh youtube i'm sure like we could do live youtubes i have a whole thing about live betting i think i may have talked about it before because itchy is into live betting too um there's a whole system that you could do you can even play off of our picks off live betting to where like let's say it works especially for favorites have i gotten to this at all before? no okay no. so it works uh, there's a good system that works especially for favorites so let's say for example i have the los angeles clippers at minus 10 it's a heavy favorite and in the nba especially this works especially for the nba the NBA is up and down. There's a lot of streaks. One team comes out hot, another in the second quarter that they get cold. Um, if, if 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 you find a, a favorite, let's say, like I said, Clippers minus 10, and they come out cold and they go down 10, that minus 10 usually comes down to like minus two, let's say, or minus one. You could jump on that because it's only the first quarter and that favorite's going to come back. So instead of getting minus 10, you just got them at minus two. That is one of my favorite live bets to do. I think we're going to do some live bets maybe on our live show on Thursday for March Madness. 
Um, we can find maybe if I have any team bets that are favorites, we can look at some of those live bets. They're not going to be official plays. The one downfall that I don't like about live betting is there's a high juice on it. So a lot of times when I'm finding the best line, this gets into a little bit of a different thing, but like, let's say we use that Los Angeles Clippers at minus 10. If I see it at minus nine and a half at minus 110, and I see it at minus 10 at minus 105, I'm usually going to take the minus 105 at minus 10. I'm going to give up that half a point and take that extra $5 off the loss. Mm -hmm. Because if you run the numbers, you'll make more money at the minus 110, minus 105 than you will the minus nine and a half, minus 110. So the reason why I'm saying this is in my normal system, part of my algorithm is I try to find plus 100s and minus 105s because when you save that extra five to $10, you save a lot of money in the long run. Live betting is always at minus 115. It's like they they tack on an extra $5 on every loss that you have. So it that's the negative part of live betting. I think there is positives in live betting and I think you can... Uh, yeah, there's one other negative I would imagine is the delay, right? The if delay you're watching the game, you might if you're watching it on your TV and versus somebody watching live, there's going to be a delay. So I would imagine if you're at the game, you probably have a little bit more of an edge. Yeah, yeah. If you're at the game, there's a delay on TV. I always find too, like if you're if you're betting live and so they have that delay, and they also have where they reject the bet a lot. Like you'll put in a bet and they reject it. I actually like that because it tells me I'm I'm on to something. Like if they're rejecting one side, but then you can like put in like the opposite side to see if they reject the opposite side and they allow that until you, you have to, they don't just allow it automatically. Don't do like auto. You can like do double click. And so they allow the, the opposite side, but I don't, I cancel it. And then I know I'm on to something. I'm on the right side. Let's keep on trying to get it in. Uh-huh. That's another strategy. There's a lot of live betting strategies. Yeah. When I do it, I like to do it like on a timeout or yeah. halftime, but I don't, but once it hits halftime, it kind of, there's like a, usually a break in there where they don't allow you to bet on it. So a TV timeout. So like a nationally televised game with a long TV timeout is a good time to try to get those bets in for I've noticed. There's a lot of good live bets for soccer too. With soccer, there's a lot of really good statistics that you can use in a game that tells you who has the advantage. But with soccer, like I'll give you an example. Sometimes one team will have like 15 shots on goal opposed to three shots on goal and they'll have like 75 attacks opposed to like 40 attacks and they'll have 35 dangerous attacks opposed to 15 attacks so one team is dominating the game but in soccer even if you're dominating sometimes it just doesn't go through with the score yeah it'll still be zero to zero but at halftime you look at those stats and you're like this team's dominating eventually they're gonna break through and score but if you take it, if you take it at halftime, you get way better odds than you would at like the beginning of the game, and you can see who's dominating the game that day. Good so, point. so that's another good live betting strategy for soccer. Um, yeah, there's a lot of good live bettings, and I think that in the future, um, I think we're gonna have some live, 
some live Twitches, some live You Bet Smarts to where we can like throw out some live bets. I don't know if they'll be official, but it's something fun to do. Yeah. You go on your favorite TikTok and do it. We can, yeah, we could definitely do it on TikTok. Yeah, we can be, we can have, um, you go to the live scrolling and it'll be like, girl, 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 us doing live bets. <laughs> like, who are these guys? We'll stand out. Just take a shirt off. <laughs> <laughs> well, nobody wants to see that. Um, any other, would you have any other mailbags, Chris? Yeah. So, uh, Steve in California wanted to know, uh, how do you guys factor injuries or roster changes in the algorithm? Do you want me to go first? I'll or? let you go first, Jake, because I think that this is huge for you, especially since you focus on players. Yeah, it's uh, something I deal with in almost every game. Um, I not- I notice when somebody's not playing in the starting roster that everybody else's stats get affected. And I have to use my, my judgment and basically I often try to reduce risk whenever I can. So if there's a player that might not play, then if I do still want to give a prop, then I'll lower the stars. Cause I don't know, basically one significant player being out, everybody else, their stats are all going to go up and that's crucial information. And it really affects the lines a lot. So if there's any questions that I have, then I'll, I tend to reduce risk as much as possible. I'll either lower the stars or I'll just leave it alone. There's plenty of picks out there. I'm not trying to gamble on a 50-50 whether some guy's going to play or not. If I don't know and it doesn't look good, instead of risking anything, I'll just sit that play out. You also use it to your advantage too, don't you? Where like if someone is injured, it might raise their stats of a different player? Yeah, definitely. That helps a lot with bench players, obviously. Because that once the starter is out and that bench player is sitting in, then all his uh, averages or all his uh, stats are going to go up. In order to try to project off of that, I would tend to use um, basically when you're using projection software, it, it doesn't it doesn't know how to calculate that uh, roster change very well. So I like to use, let's say for basketball, the players um, scoring per minute. I feel like that stays pretty consistent. And if you can project the players' minutes, let's say in previous games when that starter was out and now the backup player, you could look, oh, maybe he's getting 30 minutes every time uh, the starter is out, then you can kind of see, all right, he might do roughly 30 minutes. What does he average uh, points per minute? And then you can try to make a projection off of that. So yeah, it does It does mess with a lot of stuff. Um, Hockey doesn't seem to be as influential in my experience. Basketball is, and football, I feel like there's so many players that it might not have as big of an impact. I, I would say basketball might be have the greatest impact in my experience. Yeah, that makes sense. With team bets, it's all over the board. Like it could, you could use it on one side to go with the injury and you could use it on the other side to go against the injury. Like what comes to mind is with football, um, with my team betting algorithm, if I'm putting in an injury, uh, one of the big things I know I've talked about before, I'm a contrarian. So a lot of contrarian plays are best are based off of public perception. And so let's say Tom Brady gets injured. 
and it's all over the news. Tom Brady is not going to play in the game and you're bringing in a backup, that is going to be all over the news. And a lot of people are going to think I'm going to go against whatever team Tom Brady's playing for that year. I like to do the opposite of the public. So in an injury, if it's a quarterback, if it's like a high profile quarterback and it's an injury, I might bet on that team because the line is going to move too much towards the other way because too much of the public is betting. Mm -hmm. And that is opposed to another case with a different position on football, which would be like left tackles or wide receivers left. Let's say left tackle, because that's a big one. Left tackle is very important. If you look at their positional rating Mm -hmm. on sports betting and how the outcome of the game, they're protecting the quarterback. And if not, that doesn't hit the headlines. If a high, if a pro bowler left tackle is out of the game, they're not putting that in all the headlines. So a lot of average bettors don't know about that. But if I do know about that, then I'm probably going to bet opposite of that. So injuries do play into it. It's not like in my automatic algorithm, but I'm on the lookout on team bets on, it's basically based off public perception. Uh, One thing I notice, I'm really good at, I shouldn't say I'm giving myself too much credit, but when I notice there's like a huge deviation between the line and the average, it's, it's normally a an, an injury. Like there could be like a three point difference. Maybe averages ten on the season, and all of a sudden they have the line at the fifteen. You're like, what the hell? Like nine times out of ten, that's an injury. You can probably like figure out who's injured just by looking at your statistics. Yeah, most likely. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I guess to answer Steve's question is. I mean, it factors in a lot, but it doesn't have to factor in all the time. It's not automatically in our algorithm, but when an injury happens, we kind of know by looking at the data and then we can implement it into the algorithm. Yeah. It's kind of like... So it's sport and position dependent. Sport and... Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. It's different for every sport and then it's different for every position. Yeah. For some reason, hockey hasn't been as influential for the injuries, in my opinion. I don't exactly know why yeah the only difference with uh for team bets on hockey is goalies goalies is a huge thing it doesn't usually have to do anything with injuries with uh goalies i mean they take off every like two to four games so you're you're constantly looking at the goalie schedule like if a goalie if a really good goalie has played three games in a row and he's on a back-to-back you kind of know he's not going to play the next game so before they even put that out, you can kind of go against them. So it's not injuries. It's more like when they give them day off. That's the only thing with hockey. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you're right. Like if it's a, it has to be like someone significant, like a Sidney Crosby or mm-hmm. a Mc, yeah. Connor McDavid. Yeah, there you go. Well, also with hockey, you know, you got three lines that, you know, three substitution units that they're playing with. And uh, there's such few amount of goals scored. So I would see how that as someone on the outside, it wouldn't make, it would make a big difference if someone like you're saying Crosby, but still it might not because there's, he's only playing what is the first line probably play like half the game. Yeah. Not even that. Yeah. yeah they play a third of third, the game. Yeah, maybe so they really switch them out like that much. Yeah. Like a guy, if you play 24 minutes out of 60, 
you just that's like the most okay normally yeah. i see up to 20 maybe right 20 it's usually about a third of the game yeah, if you're, so you're Connor mcdavid yeah. yeah so yeah and the only thing that you might it would be kind of like the same thing with my quarterbacks on the nfl is like if Connor mcdavid's out and everybody's like Connor mcdavid's out Connor mcdavid's out and everybody's bought not betting on the other side then maybe i'll take edmonton because you're getting a good value on that yeah i like it yeah. All right. Well, any other mailbags? You want to hear one more? This one's for me. We can save it for a different one. No, let's hear it. Okay. Right, so this has to do with, we were talking about Joe Rogan used to like betting on MMA before any of like the, the bet, the handicappers knew anything about it and he'd find like great lines and clean up. Are there any sports out there? Like maybe uh women's college basketball or even some more obscure than that you guys might be able to find a line on? Yes. The the answer is absolutely... Go ahead, Jim. Yeah, I would just say what I'm doing is kind of right in that area altogether. Player props was very uh, rare for people to even talk about a while ago. So I, me personally, I, I feel like the less eyes that look at the bet, the greater opportunity you can find. Uh, so I would totally think the, the same would go for something like that. Um, I, I know you could probably have the opposite with a contrarian view, maybe, or I don't know. Well, the the thing that pops out to me about that question is that's how you bet smart was created. It was basically based off of that because player props is where you bet smart started. Yeah. That was the first algorithm. All we did was bet player props and it was because nobody was betting player props. This was like back in like 2000. 10 2011 like 11 12 years ago player props only recently got popular but back then nobody was betting them we had to like find them on very specific like south american websites to bet on and um that was the whole thing that was the reason why we were winning like 65 percent is because there was no market in it so they didn't have statistics and they didn't know what to do with those bets they were just throwing out bets thinking like people weren't going to win on him mm-hmm. and we were cleaning up on it because we had like a system to it we had an algorithm for it exactly and i think you find the same thing in random sports one thing that comes to mind is a guy that we follow a guy that i like um he was on Sportsline cbs we mentioned him earlier john bullman he was a little background on him he came out of tulane university in a statistical major and then he got hired by toronto blue jays for saber metrics so basically he was supposed to come in there do all the saber metrics and find the players that are undervalued and bring them to toronto well he realized that he could use his saber metrics to win money on betting on sports but he's not allowed to bet on sports at toronto so he quit he quit toronto blue jays and got hired by cbs to become a sports betting analyzer then cbs wasn't paying him enough so he quit that and just do, he does his own thing and his big thing now baseball obviously a lot of people bet on sports but what the up and coming thing and i i think that this is only going to last like a year to three years until it becomes super popular is his thing is he bets on college baseball like in that market there's nobody in that market right now and he can find an edge on that because he knows baseball it reminds me, I would love to branch out into different countries for baseball, Mexican baseball, Japanese baseball. I know it's really big out there and 
we might as well apply the same algorithms because I'm sure it's going to work in other sports and uh, other countries. And I don't know if you remember when I was on that, um, like Finland and Russia kick on hockey. <laughs> yeah. When I was awesome. doing like, I was doing like Swedish and Finnish yeah. hockey games. Like every morning I was putting them out there. Yeah. And I'm sure if we went back to that market, it'd still be like uh, ripe. I'm sure. Taking. Yeah. Yeah. Is that- so, so we can expect some, uh, badminton bets coming oh, on. <laughs> I mean, once we, once we clean up on a, on a certain, uh, genre of sports. We'll move on to the next one. Yeah, yeah. Because I'm seeing them on Bovada right now. I mean, they got darts. You could bet on politics, bowling, whatever. <laughs> yeah, I mean, we're gonna the the sky's the limit. At you bet smart, you're gonna get a dub club dot win post that says what badminton Choi Kim versus Kang Xiao. <laughs> <laughs> I like Kim. In that one. <laughs> All right. Well, that's uh, we went over a lot of stuff. That was that was in depth. Um, I don't have any recommend. We always do recommendations. That I don't have a recommendation. You sound like you had a good one, Chris. Do you want to save it or do you want to say it? No, I'll do it just because uh, the NCAA tournament's coming up and it's uh, John Wooden Pyramid of su- Success. Oh, I love that. I mean, I think most sports fans know of it and maybe have have read it, but it's a very good book and uh, it's just helps you with it's like a roadmap to individual and team excellence and uh i'll leave the podcast with one quote okay let's hear the like quote. quotes failure to prepare is preparing to fail all right that's good for sports betting because that's kind of what we that when i'm looking at bets i'm kind of looking at like the more of the failure side rather than the success succeeding side i don't know if you do the same jake uh, I've just let the bot do everything. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> Try to keep myself out of it. That's a, that's a good call. Well, the bot's probably looking not to fail. <laughs> All right. Check us out. Dubclub.win slash R slash you bet smart slash. We'll put it in the show notes though. You're not going to remember that. Um, yeah. Check us out seven days free and then $50 a month after that. But if you do hundred dollar bets, you're up $15,000 on the year. It's a no-brainer to me. Yeah. But uh, yeah, check us out. You bet smart. Guys, this was always fun every week. I look forward to it. Always a pleasure. Yep. Had fun again. All right. Check us out Thursday morning for the live show. See you later, guys.